Hey everyone, Jim Phoenix here, and boy do we have a great episode coming at you soon. We've got the old with Stop Hamilton doom, 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 lawsuits. Gorgon. We've got the new with the seventh day. And from out of nowhere, or Canada and Poland, the rental, the borrow, the shrine, all this and more on the next streaming demons hitting at you right now. Hey everyone, Jim Phoenix here, and welcome to another exciting episode of Streaming Demons, along with my forever co-host, Voodoo Priestess, say hello. Hello. And our special, special guest, Xander, say hi. Hello. And if you're new to Streaming Demons, you won't even know this is a running joke because I'm not going to say remember because I remember not to say remember because this is your first time. So if you're new to Streaming Demons, our premise is simple. We have one borrowed, which is rental, one new, and one old. It's old school time. It's chippity chops. And because I'm a very lazy person, we always let our guests go first. Xander, take it away. All righty. Well, I decided when you said to go old, um, I went old. And I, you know, I figure if I'm going to bring in a movie and I'm going to bring in a heavy hitter. So I brought in a Hammer film. MC Hammer? I love MC Hammer. I used to watch the cartoon, actually. He had the Look cartoon. The, the pants. Even the pants in the cartoon. I love the pants. Yeah. But no, I brought in a Hammer film that had both um, Peter Cushing, who for some reason I was going to call him Christopher Plummer for some reason. It I was, get you know, confused, too. Peter Cushing, yeah. Christopher Lee in a Hammer film. I mean, if you're going to go... I mean, if you're going to bring the heavy hitters, you might as well do that. From 1964, it was actually the... Uh, my mom was four years old when this movie came out. I wasn't born, Voodoo. Okay. I wasn't born yet. I, I didn't see... Voodoo thought I was 83, by the way. You don't have a day over 75. Thank you. I, I you're welcome. Tell everyone else. I know where my, butter, my bread's buttered. <laughs> um, but no, it's actually... A, it's not a vampire movie. Oh, wow. But it's called The Gorgon. That one I haven't heard of. Yeah, I was just flipping around. It's like, oh, this one looks good. So basically what it is is that anybody that's familiar with mythology knows what Gorgons are. For those that don't, it's like Medusa was a Gorgon. Snakeheads, you look at them, you can turn to stone. So it takes, I think, because they showed actual dates. I want to say the movie takes place in... 1910, 1912, mm -hmm. like in a Germany, Bavaria type village. Oh, that's cool. Where um, Peter Cushing is like a metal examiner corner of whatever those were at that time. Right. And there's someone going around turning people to stone. Like they're, they're like one of their, apparently there was three Gorgon sisters. Like I, I know Medusa, I'm not up on Greek mythology. Right. But apparently, Two out of the three uh, died, and then the one surviving one left and went about her travels and somehow made it to this unknown country. They never revealed where it was at and could turn people to stone. Like they show, you know, when they show the, the effects, you know, green person, snake hair and everything. And they turn and they turn to stone almost like you remember the those concrete geese that people used to have. Still have. Okay, still have. Yeah, I mean, allegedly, I still have one. It, it's in my closet, though. I didn't. I won't judge. But that's they turn it to they they basically they turn them to stone, and so 
Christopher Plummer. I, see, I did it. Peter Cushing. Right. Uh, is like, oh, I'm the medical examiner. Why are these people turned to stone? And um, Christopher Lee comes in last half hour of the movie. Because there's uh, two people. Well, a lady turns to stone at the beginning. It sets the whole motion. Her fiancé, who uh, offs himself for some reason, his dad comes in, falls victim. So the guy's brother comes in, and this is this is short movie. It's like an hour and a half. There's a lot that goes on. He wants to figure out why all this happened, because they're hiding secrets. Like, why are they doing this? And everybody's kind of cold feet. That's and cool. um has to figure out and Christopher Lee comes in half hour before the end of the movie. Oh, I'm like the professor or somebody of the gentleman investigating. I came because I'm Professor McGuffin. Basically, yeah. How are you today? <laughs> Honestly, with a wig by the way. Christopher Lee's got this nice looking wig. Nice. And then they, you know, he they figure out. I mean, to be fair, honestly, I've kind of figured out who it was about 20 minutes in. It was the one with the snakes in their hair. Yeah, I know. It, it was, was really it was weird. Old the lady snake hair. Yeah. Madam Cobra was what? <laughs> right. No, but I mean, it wasn't like if it's one of those, if you watch enough horror movies or you pay attention, it's not. I was like, mm, okay, thank you. Gave it away. But it was still a good movie. See, and I, and I do love good movies, even if you know the end. If yeah. it's a good movie, if it's told well, a, a story mm-hmm. told well. And, you know, like, I've honestly never seen a Hammer movie before this. And I'm like, well, you know, Hammer movies are all, always uh, spoken highly of. Yeah. So I was like, I wasn't I wasn't disappointed. And it's and it wasn't like how I know some of their their vampire movies can get kind of like bloody and everything. There's there's mm-hmm. no blood in it. It's one of those you can kind of watch with kids as long as they're not easily scared and not for lack of a better term, petrified of that sort of thing. Thank you. Huh. Uh, but no, it was, it was good. I enjoy, I'd watch it again. How are the effects? Uh, given that this, uh, it was good. There wasn't a lot of special effects. I mean, they did show one of the people fully turned. And then there was one gentleman, the the father of the guy that killed himself at the beginning. Right. They showed a gradual process where he had a bunch of uh, like makeup on. Okay. And he kind of looked, he almost reminded me of, we were talking about Gotham earlier, the TV show. He kind of looked like with the gray makeup, almost like Solomon Grundy. That's the first thing I thought of. Yeah. Like they gave him like practical, like, like cake makeup. But yeah, I mean, it was, there wasn't a lot of, like make, it was very like a lot of not a lot of makeup and special effects. They did show, you know, the the Gorgon, and you know she had like I said the green skin, snake hair. So they went super traditional with that. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, like I was like super Ooh. traditional monster. And they were like, oh well, we don't know how to do this, and they're like, well, let me tell you about mythology. But overall, I mean, it wasn't like the little bit of makeup effects were were pretty good. That's I decent. mean, for, for it, me and my first Hammer movie, it's like, it, I could have seen, I'm sure I could have seen a worse one. 
Well, that really is a high bar. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a pretty high bar. And that's a, that's a cool movie. Now, how many Cthulhu's out of five would you give this movie? Honestly, I would give it three and a half to four, honestly. Three and a half? Wow. The only, the main problem I had with it, like, Hammer knows how to make the gothic horror, and they didn't shy right. away from the way they shoot gothic horror movies. Is there was a... About halfway through, once all of the main characters are introduced, they kind of tack on this romantic subplot that's kind of like, it kind of pulls it down a little bit. It doesn't kill the movie, but I don't, I think you could have gotten rid of it and it wouldn't have affected the movie. See, unlike Dracula, the original, mm-hmm. uh, where the romantic subplot really drives the movie, this one sort of detracts from. A little bit, but not enough bit. to pull it down. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fair. But I think that I think to me that was the biggest drawback. Other than that, everything else was like, oh, okay, I can. For 1964, most you can tell most of this was all built on sets. Yeah. I I enjoyed it. See, and I, and I really love the old craftsmanship of it. Well, that that's mm-hmm. great, and like I always say, uh, yeah, I'm not following that. So, Voodoo Priestess, what you got? I had rental, and I rented a movie from 2010 called The Shrine. Wasn't your last movie 2010? You just like got stuck on a decade or what? I think my last movie was 2015, but uh, uh-huh. thanks for remembering, I guess. I'm remembering wrong. All of like a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for a bad memory of a half hour. That's okay. Just read his deep review. It's fine. He'll- okay, wait. What is the, what's with deep? <laughs> this is something brought up. She brought no. up deep as a plug. What, what's with deep? I I'm just saying it explains you. It just explains you, man. Because I, I watch a Thai horror movie. <laughs> so anyway, The Shrine. The, the Shrine is... I don't Shutter? know why, but... Is it- no, wait. Oh, wait. You, you said you rented it. I thought it was on Shutter, so it's not the one on Shutter. No. Oh, this is the one with the people from Canada going to Poland? Yes. You get lost in the woods? Pretty much. Why not? Okay. <laughs> they that's they go there as a journalist investigating a story that the newspaper they work for said they weren't interested in. <laughs> so they're like, we have to go there now and come back with something really awesome or else they'll be pissed that we went here. <laughs> They're not going to pay our budget reports. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Vacation. Uh, which, honestly, I, I think that Colony Collapse of the Bees would have been a much interesting story than over, uh, what the fuck was it? 50-year period? Five people backpacking in that area disappeared? <laughs> like... <laughs> we used to do that for parties and get lost in the woods. Yeah, a I mean... five-hour period. Where am I? Yeah, I mean, there was one thread where it's like, yeah, kind of is connected where people's luggage would appear in random spots, like it got lost on an airplane or something and went somewhere else for the people who went missing. But otherwise, I don't really understand why she was like, there's something evil and sinister happening here that we must go investigate without telling anyone. It's called TSA. <laughs> you know, I didn't learn, man. TSA. I don't put any gifts in my luggage no more. Like it's a it's a free gap for some people, and my luggage sometimes 
Yeah. So back when, when they're in the olden days, there's these metal birds we used to walk inside of, and they would take off and leave the ground, and they'll go through the air and drop us off someplace else. I think that's called an airplane. And oh, uh, John Walker, He's a Captain Walker. I think. Wait, are we doing like a Mad Max movie now? No, <laughs> they oh. just went backpacking into a really old timey village thing. Oh, it's where, Poland. Oh. Yeah, Poland. Yeah, but. They weren't welcome there, and they were just like, you know what? We're going to stand around and see where this takes us. And it takes them to bad places. And the rest of the movie is just them in that bad place. I'm avoiding a lot of Eastern European humor right now. So <laughs> uh, I'm proud of myself. You know, it's a for- okay, Poland is like forest, but they also rebuilt Warsaw pretty nicely here. Uh, there are so some small villages out there from my here. And so they went into discover the one place that had five people missing in the last 50 years. That's like one person per decade. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like one person per decade. So every 10 years, Actually, something I think it was, No, I think it was more oh, of a, uh, yeah. that just sort of happened like that. I'm making the movie better than it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. My bad. No, it's okay. Like it's, it's still a really interesting watch. Like you can watch it once and you're not going to regret it. It's I've watched it a long time ago before, mostly because all the other movies I wanted to rent aren't actually available for streaming online. So it's like Bad biology. No, well, <laughs> no, there's a couple other old time old from my childhood movies. I wanted to rewatch. Like what? Uh, uh, Faisal and Basil do the mousecapades. Or what was a great mouse detective, dude. Great mouse detective. Damn it. Fourth time I got the How do you mix up mice movies, bro? Ralph House Mouse is the only one we had for a long time, dude. He made his car by going vroom, vroom, vroom. Back on topic to the shrine. Fine. The shrine. So, with the shrine, how are their effects? Are there effects? Because you're just kind of like backpacking, uh, right? Yeah, they're kind of backpacking and... There's kind of minimal effects, but what's there is pretty good. Like, get shot in the leg with an arrow. And, yeah. Stuff like that. Like, gory. Not, not super duper gory, but Gore violent enough. effects. Yeah. Gorvidale. All right, cool. Now, does this make you want to go backpacking? Or make you afraid of backpacking. Some people were afraid to go walking through the woods after Blair Witch. Some people well, were too afraid to walk through the woods. No, because basically the things that happened to them were their own damn fault. Looks like Scooby then. Doo. Let's yeah, Midsummer. Like this is obviously a sketchy place to be. So let's let's That's stay nice here. Yeah. Big of an X, don't go in here. Okay. <laughs> Pull this lever. Why not? What can happen? <laughs> Basically. Let's roll this tire for a while. Oh, that was tourist trap, sorry. I will say as I have watched it twice, so Oh. And knowing the end of the movie doesn't ruin watching the movie. So like it's at least consistent in that thing where it's not like a random yeah twist thing so that's nice no, that, that, that's good and sometimes that's all you want from a movie is like three or four how many people were three 
Uh, yeah, there were three backpackers, two journalists. Three a-holes walked in the woods, and that's it. That well, two a-holes, still two bitches, and then the one dude was kind of not an asshole, which is weird. It's just like, these girls were bitches, and then they're like, you're my boyfriend, and I want to spend time with you and try to heal our relationship. By the way, you're also a really great photographer, and I kind of need you on this. Oh, come with my other friend, because that's how we're going to spend time together with more people and, and, and you know, yeah. definitely not murder mystery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So you, you watched this one, so I'm guessing it's above a three Cthulhu. How many Cthulhu's do you give it? Uh, probably 3.5. 3.5. Damn. Okay. That's not bad. That's, not that's bad. much better than most of your movies. I, I dig it. Yeah. So that leaves, uh, that was you. your rental. Yeah, I, I understand what you mean about the rental because I was going to rent something else today. I was going to rent The Unholy, and I remember you already did The Unholy. So I'm like, damn, I can't watch that one. And I was going to do Spiral. And I remember Anastasia did Spiral. I'm like, son of a bitch. Like, everyone's like renting these movies I wanted to watch, and I'm too lazy to do them. Otherwise, I just, you know, I just want to watch and cover them, I guess. So I've got the new, and Netflix bailed me out. The seventh day on Netflix. And this is with Guy Pierce and believe it or not, yes, 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 a little bitsy's Keith David's in it. Our good old buddy Keith David's in this one. It is okay. The log line is this from IMDB: a renowned exorcist who teams up with a rookie priest for his first day of training as they plunge deeper into hell on earth. The lines between good and evil blur, and their own demons emerge. So. This is something coming from Justin Lang. He wrote and, and directed it. The acting is phenomenal from, you know, it's, well, it's Guy Pierce and, you know, Keith David's in it and Valhier Derbez is in it and Stephen Lang's in it. So all these great people are in it. Solid, straight out solid. Now the writing's clever. I do like the setups. I do like things. The true log line for the movie could be Guy Pierce drives around a young priest for half a movie. I'm pretty sure he's just like a chauffeur for most of the movie. Like, oh, Guy Pierce gets out of the car, right? Like, no, he just stays in the car the entire movie. Like, yeah, like the first two acts just stays in the damn car. I'm like, okay, oh, shit. I, I guess I want his agent. Or, you know, of course I do. So besides that, weird thing it is a training day film if you remember training day with denzel it's kind of like that because they start doing pcp it's really awkward because they're freeze but they still pull it off nicely here is the the term it's an r and it earns this r not for nudity but it earns the r in blood guts and ass it is kind of cool it sets it up it's it works this is what maybe Conjuring 3 could have been in direction-wise if Conjuring 3 didn't have 15 other subplots. Talking about different subplots. Oh, my God. Conjuring 3. Too many of them. But that has that same feel and vibe. I won't give anything away. I won't give anything away. Act 3 kind of warbles. Kind of warbles in Act 3. It's not like, an, oh, my God, I can't believe. No, you, you believe it. There's a lot of suspension of disbelief that needs to be done. And Act 3 was kind of, oh, let's say all too coincidental for Act Aww. 3. 
Yeah. But but still, would I watch it again? No, not really. <laughs> no, to be honest, no. Would I watch a sequel? God, probably not. You know? But you uh, know what? I don't think it was asked me to watch it again or do a sequel. It's it's a good thing. It's it's, it's pulled up on its acting. I mean, if they had different actors, it probably wouldn't work. But it's actually pulled up by its acting. It's slick. It's nice. 2021, a brand new release on Netflix. I would still recommend it. Go check it out if you haven't seen it before. It's, it's nice to see Guy, Guy Priest. Wow. <laughs> Guy Pierce as a priest, I wanted to say. Because we, we've seen him in other roles before, and he's always you know really well done. There is a scene that is almost jump scare. I think that's kind of what the horror level is. Almost jump scare horror. Where they get to the jump scare. You know they're trying to do a jump scare, but they don't commit to the jump scare. So it's oh, kind of like, awkward. ah, boo. Oh, my God. That is just awkward, bro. Yeah. It's not like to ruin orgasm like that one movie was. <laughs> this is actually, they, they try it, but it's like, uh. But it's still a good horror movie without it. I'm going to give this one... Oh boy, uh, because it is slick, it is casting, it is Keith David and Guy Pierce. Uh, and there's some really poignant, there are some really smart remarks, and there's really some smart stuff in there. Four, almost a 4.5. If I think oh. Effect 3 would have went a different way, would have 4.5 this one. But four out of five Cthulhu's, that's my final answer. And with that, let's do some plugs. Xander, what do you want to plug? Uh, well, I'm working on the process right now, but I'm going to be doing a long-form uh, writing series called Horror Story. Oh, Horror no, Story. Horror Story, and I got the titles oh. mixed up because, oh, you know, because I'm a professional. Where I'm going through, in the order that the movies were released, and going through every horror or horror-adjacent movie starting with 1978 because Halloween. Halloween came out in 78. And I'm looking through the list and there's some no pun intended, there's a murderer's row of movies that came out in 78. Mm. Uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, Omen 2, (laughs) Dawn of the Dead, Uh, I Spit on Your Grave came out this this year. There's a lot of stuff. But anyways, and it's just like, I like deep dives i like being i always tell myself i'm jeopardy smart so it's like hey or here's some random obscure fact that sure and then to coincide with that which is why i picked such an older movie for those like if it's a good older movie that would work well with an episode i'm doing or i can't i'm having trouble getting a hold of a movie i'm going to do something called pre-horror story where i talk about a movie that's pre-1978 nice so I always, I'll, I'll have, I'll figure out one of those. I'll always have something in the chamber. That, um, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. And then I'm also, I also stream on Twitch. What? What's your handle on Twitch? Oh, uh, it actually, it's the same for all my social medias. It's Xander. Just like the guy from Buffy. What's Buffy? I know, Aha! right? Ah. Figure that out soon. And um, Invictus, I-N-V-I-C-T-U-S, all one word. Uh, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram that I rarely use, uh, TikTok, basically same name for all the social medias. 
That's very cool. Now, I'm going to try to stump you a bit on okay. your Jeopardy Smart. You brought up Attack of the Clerk Tomatoes. Now, not only was that a cool video game, by the way, if you ever haven't ever uh-huh. played that thing, it's for Atari video game, Attack of the Clerk Tomatoes. Highly recommend it. Go back to the, like, the 80s and 90s when it had at Atari's and play it. But there was a movie that made me watch Attack of the Killer Tomato. Now, I'm not going to be fair to say which movie was that while saying anything else, but it was a date night movie. Okay. In, in the movie, these two people were having a date. All right. And they get out, they're watching Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, and they started singing Attack of the Killer I don't know how much we can sing without giving away a lawsuit. So, <laughs> what movie used that movie as a premise to, to bind their characters together? And then I'm pretty sure it was a kind of a horrorish movie, too. Okay, we'll see. Tacky the Killer Tomatoes came out in 78 because I got the list right here. So I know it's post 78. I'll give you another hint. They seen it in a retro theater. Was it the Bob? God, it might be. I actually don't know. That's what I was asking. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was just like, he's like, uh, sure, you win. Uh, yay. Maybe. I don't know. Well, I was thinking because the Blob was, that Could was be. in the 80s. It, you know, it really might have been because I remember it's like a horror-ish movie and they the couple was having a date night and they were singing that song. I was like, oh, I, I, I just watch this. Huh. I'll have to watch the blob. I'll write that down just like in case. Because I'm trying to think, well, there was, well, it wouldn't have been popcorn because it wouldn't, because mm. popcorn was original movies. There's an obscure slasher movie. Popcorn. Banana popcorn. Splits. There were, it was a movie about a uh, movie, like an all-night movie marathon at a theater. And they started offing people. Oh, the wow. killer starts killing people at the movie theater while there's a, while the movie marathon's going on. That's almost good, like that one. Uh, good yeah. luck finding a copy that's not super expensive if you can find a copy. Uh, no, just my old friend, my time machine in my mind. I'll just go back to the time where I watched it once. <laughs> there we go. Never remembered anyways. That's kind of cool. Okay, Voodoo Priestess, what do you want to plug that's in your house? I'm guessing. What makes you think it's in my house? I, I don't know because the last 12 plugs were like, this is a pencil. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, Here you God, go. <laughs> oh, paper vendetta. Yeah. That's uh, Moore and um, David Lloyd. You did it! You did it! Yeah, well, I, yeah. Uh, I remember when I first read it, it was like while Trump was president. And there's this great thing in here where their slogan is make Britain great again. So that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Most people who, who, who've seen that or read it, it okay, it's not too much of a spoiler. If you've seen the movie, read the book. It's actually better than the movie. Yeah. And it kind of explains why she's out there. And it's not just to say hello. He's a hooker. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think they want to make more sympathetic in the movie. So that's a great plug. Cool, cool. I, I, and again, I, and thank you, David Lloyd, for my, my sketching. Uh, fully endorse that one. My, my plug is going to be Man Under Table. And this is a screener I got from, uh, from Arrow. So... And this is, a, you know, I'm just going to do the little thing. It's not exactly a horror movie, but it's something I think you sh- everyone should see if you are ever making a movie in the movie business, in the industry at all, near it 
or anywhere indie or want to start, this is like a must-see movie for you. It's Man Under the Table 2021, set against the backdrop of a comically surreal and anachronistic L.A., a beleaguered young man tries to write a movie, but instead gets pulled into everyone else's projects as he hallucinates his way through a bizarre indie film scene by no David Taylor. I I watched it's from Arrow. I it, is, it doesn't quite fit the horror. It, it is if you ever try to make a movie, it, it's damn horror. Yeah, I, I think that would be a great spin on it. But it, it's real. It it made me clap. In the middle, like, yeah, because like I've seen that before. Yeah, that sounds familiar. It maybe it made me afraid because some of the actors, like, oh wait, shit, are they doing me? Like, I actually thought, like, I, I, I had, like, are they doing? Him? Wow, my god. Yeah, so it's either like a, a really weird coincidence or something. I don't. Know. But it it sets things up beautifully. If you're into indie, want to make a film or see what the bullshit has to go through. Men Under a Table, 2021, Arrow's got it. I think it's coming out in August for Arrow. It is well worth the subscription price. It's very cool. I, I can't say much more. I, if that was okay, if I had to put that was a rating, I was, was going to go a four out of five for those as well. But that's my plug. And with that being said, on behalf of myself, Jim Phoenix, and my forever co-host, Voodoo Priestess, and a special guest, Xander, Yay. I'd say... Thank you, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. See ya. Bye-bye. I hear a cat.